This is a podcast from the Business Times. Financial stability, financial independence, financial abundance, financial freedom. Gosh, the terms just get more complicated. Or is it just semantics? Does one mean the other, and the other, and the other? Welcome to Money Hacks, a podcast series by the Business Times, where we explore useful financial tips to help you on your money managing and wealth growing journey. I'm Howie Lim. Helping us out today are Stephanie Chow, Financial Services Associate Director, Philip Capital, and Adriana Chow, Senior Vice President, CX and Research Product Proposition at SingLife. Let's zero in on financial abundance and financial freedom today. Just because as a student of the English language, these seem the least finance-like. Some say it isn't all about money, but about feeling confident and capable when making decisions around money. Others say it's not the literal meaning of a large quantity of something, but a state of mind. Actually, maybe we stick to definitions from the financial space. I'm not sure I want to get into navel-gazing and spiritual methods. Here's Stephanie Chow from Philip Capital. Thanks for having me today. Financial abundance in this case is when you actually have more than enough to spend in this lifetime and even maybe with some form of luxury. Uh, When we talk about financial stability is when you already have like, you know, your finances in place and you are able to actually kickstart on your investment and accumulation objectives. I think at the end of the day, it's what they see their end goal as. So it's always a tailored conversation to each individual with their life circumstances, what kind of situation they are in, what's their angle in mind. I recently came across a study. Only 38% of Singaporeans are satisfied with their personal wealth. And they believe that it takes around 32 years to move from financial stability to financial abundance. So for me, I believe that with proper planning ahead of time, Singaporeans do have a great likelihood of achieving financial abundance, even with the ongoing concerns of inflation and even rising cost of living. I I do strongly believe in this because we live in a country with a strong economy and that presents opportunities for people who want it. So say, for instance, you want to start a business. The barriers to entries are not difficult. If you want to find a good job or get into a good school, the opportunities are there. So I think the opportunity for abundance, it's more for people to lose. Hey, it is starting to sound like it does have a lot to do with how you see money and why the motivation to accumulate so much. But for some, myself included, it's almost as if the more one earns, the more expenditures one has. What gives? I think for Singaporeans to surpass financial stability, and also work towards financial abundance, I think we first need them to understand the power of delayed gratification. Because in a world where we are often seduced by the joys of spending and consumerism, people tend to struggle with the idea of delayed gratification. So I I have had experiences where my clients would deplete their bank accounts for their weddings and even home renovations without considering the long-term consequences. Some of these choices that they make are often on impulse. So more often than not, these choices today will inevitably impact tomorrow. So I think if you are to plan for the long term, we can be more mindful of making better financial choices as these efforts will definitely compound over time. 
And I think second point to this is to have some technical strategies in place to achieve financial abundance. So for us, like these strategies include having a global approach towards investing in search for potential returns. Financial freedom, right? This is not an overnight journey and there are tools that can help us get there and achieve the financial freedom on our own terms. We need to make sure that our business are well covered. One can also set realistic saving goals, taking into consideration our needs at various stages in life. And there are also a lot of investment options and platforms out there. So we should choose one that aligns with our personal financial risk profile, not our friends, parents. We all know that we're all getting older and living longer, right? So we really should start planning now and better. That's Adriana Chia, Senior Vice President, CX and Research, Product, Proposition at Sing Life. They recently commissioned the Financial Freedom Index study to figure out how their consumers felt and what they could do to help. Financial goals are personal. They could be subjective and vary from person to person. However, financial freedom is not just about numbers. So above everything else, financial freedom is about having that peace of mind. But we don't want to tell people what to do. We want to know how we can support their needs so they can achieve their own definition of financial freedom. This study was driven by four primary objectives. Firstly, we want to understand the level of financial freedom amongst consumers in Singapore. So having this understanding helps us to understand the collective financial well-being of the community. Secondly, we want to understand the individual perceptions of financial freedom and what it means to them personally. So this allows us to provide customized solutions that aligns with their needs. Thirdly, we want to assess the financial literacy landscape among Singaporeans. So this provides us with a comprehensive view of their financial knowledge and preparedness. And finally, with this survey, we want to understand and deep dive into the various consumer segments. We have broadly grouped them into three categories. Firstly, the financially free or the affluent, the everyday consumers, and the financially constrained group. So by understanding these consumer segments, their motivations, concerns, and fears, we have gained deeper insights into their financial needs and goals. Okay, so it looks like some navel-gazing on our parts is inevitable on the path to financial freedom and abundance. But is it an end goal just for the wealthy? We also need to be aware of our risk tolerance and also align our investments with them. Because all investments do come with risk and it's important for us to invest with our objectives in mind. I think more importantly, we also need to know which stage of the wealth creation we are in. For instance, like if I were to meet a young client, I often get them to start with an aggressive approach. And as their portfolio grows in size over the years, uh, we'll actually move towards a more balanced approach. And eventually, once abundance is achieved, then we'll get cautious and move towards a more defensive portfolio. Ultimately, with all these, right, I think understanding what needs to be done, that is one thing. But also maintaining consistent actions, that is what presents a challenge. Stephanie Chow from Philip Capital also thinks emotions play a big role. We should always be aware of our behaviours and feelings when we are investing. For instance, right, if we are investing in the financial markets, Although we can understand that it takes time to get significant returns, but when the market gets volatile and start to dip, I think the question is, are we able to stick to our original game plan and then wait it out? Or will we actually back out from the market? 
So I think this is why it's important for us to master both the technical side of investments while managing our behaviours and emotions. Still to come, what role current economic conditions will play in your road to financial freedom and abundance. In the latest episode of Lens on Singapore, podcast editor Clarissa Montero sits down with Minister Kay Shanmugam, Minister for Home Affairs and Minister for Law to discuss regional security, counter-terrorism and social issues. How will these impact Singapore's future economic success? And what is it that we do in Singapore that they cannot do faster, cheaper and as well, if not better? Confronting Challenge with Kay Shanmugam, the latest episode of Lens on Singapore out on September 18th. Listen on BT Digital or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, back to Money Hacks from the Business Times. We've been talking about financial freedom and abundance with insights from Adriana Chia, Senior Vice President CXN Research, Product Proposition at Sing Life, and Stephanie Chow, Financial Services Associate Director at Philip Capital. Sing Life Survey was created just for figuring out everyone's feelings and behavior towards money, which is actually really important to know. What are you like around money? And how do you feel about money? Here's Adriana Chia at Sing Life. Three findings stood out to me. Firstly, we found it concerning that the everyday consumers, this group, have limited savings. We saw that more than half, so that's around 57% of them, they have less than 30% of their monthly income left after paying for their daily expenses. So this makes them very vulnerable to financial shocks such as uh, medical emergencies or sudden job losses. We saw that this group of consumers, right, they're not even able to save 30%. So they don't even have that cushion of like one to two months, right? So the time horizon is actually really short. And this is really concerning for me. And my second point of concern is that generally speaking, many consumers in Singapore, they feel uncertain about retirement. So while about 40% of consumers, they have started planning for retirement, the majority of Singaporeans are actually not confident that they will be able to retire on their own terms or able to live the retirement lifestyle that they desire to have. So this is again a concern for me because retirement is such a major milestone in our lives, right? And being uncertain about retirement can cause a lot of unnecessary stress and anxiety for us. I think finally, there's around 66% of consumers in Singapore. They really struggle to manage rising cost of living. We are at the mid to late phase of an economic cycle right now. But what's different this time is that although business sentiment has turned cautious, employment remains high and inflation is indeed trending downwards. So with market volatility stabilising, and rate hikes potentially approaching an end, I would say that investors can start deploying and positioning themselves in the financial markets. But of course, then again, more research and stringent risk management is necessary as we know financial markets can always change overnight. Anyway, I say all this right because there are still people who enter the market because of greed or even fear of missing out. So when markets become volatile, some people actually exit the market because of fear of financial loss. So we should always do proper research before entering or exiting a trade because you might just be exiting a good potential company. So volatility could throw a spanner in the works. 
that's not good. But as with every downturn, there are bright sparks and opportunities if you know where to look, right? And Stephanie Chow, Financial Services Associate Director at Philip Capital. Before we look into the sectors, actually, I think the key thing to note would be investors should actually reevaluate and reconsider their risk appetite during these uncertain times. That's first. And then speak to financial professionals to gain more clarity on this evaluation. During volatile times like these, our team focuses on what's fundamentally sound, such as searching for companies or businesses that are of high quality at fair valuation and have withstood the test of time. And in this case, I think that healthcare is one sector that investors can consider as it appears to be particularly resilient even with the idea of the upcoming recession. And also with aging population and innovations in telehealth and biotech, the growth potential here is increasing. With battery storage coupled with electric vehicles adoption, we can expect renewable energy to steal the headlines in the upcoming years. And lastly, I think defensive stocks like your utilities and consumer staples These are also worth considering as they provide stability and usually have more predictive earnings. Stephanie Chow, Financial Services Associate Director at Philip Capital. Adriana Cha, Senior Vice President, CX and Research, Product, Proposition at SingLife, has also noticed some trends in consumer behavior that bear looking into, especially since they too directly impact one's ability to achieve financial freedom and abundance. Firstly, the ability to cope with unexpected events is concerning. COVID has shown us how unpredictable life can be and how important it is to be financially prepared for such unexpected situations. However, we found that actually a lot of people in Singapore, while they are confident in covering their own personal expenses, they do not feel like they are able to financially support their dependents. And we also found that many people in Singapore, they find it difficult to save after paying for their necessities. And the rising cost of living in Singapore makes this even more challenging. There is inadequate retirement planning in Singapore. So many people, they are still not actively working to secure their retirement years. But you know, it's never too early to start planning for retirement. But if we don't start early, right, I think people are missing out on the power of compounding interest. So the later we start, the less time we will have to grow our savings and the harder we will have to work to reach our desired retirement goals. Lastly, we saw that there is a lack of financial products that Singaporeans own. That's about 1 in 10 consumers. They don't own any financial products at all. And according to Adriana from Sing Life, it seems in our haste to build and accumulate wealth, many seem to be overlooking an important yet not very much talked about aspect of becoming financially free. Financial protection sort of insurance for your wealth. We do see how important it is to include protection in our financial planning portfolio. We do have a customer, Reiner. He was diagnosed with testicular cancer sometime last year. So that was in 2022. So thankfully, he has hospital plan. So this covered a substantial portion of his treatment expenses, which came up to between about 20 to 30,000 Singapore dollars. So his story is one of the many cases that we have come across. And it really proves the importance of having proactive um, preparation. So with this example that I've just shared, it shows that really protection, it works hand in hand with savings and investment and is a vital component of any financial plan. 
At the end of the day, here's what it looks like. Know where you are. Know where you want to go. Make a plan and get there. Easy peasy. Thanks to Stephanie Chow, Financial Services Associate Director at Philip Capital, and Adriana Chia, Senior Vice President, CX and Research, Product Proposition at Sing Life. Till next time, I'm Howie Lin. This has been Money Hacks from the Business Times. This is a podcast by the Business Times. Find more BT podcasts at businesstimes.com.sg slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is meant to provide general information only. SPH Media accepts no liability for loss arising from any reliance on the podcast or use of third parties' products and services. Please consult professional advisors for independent advice.